Welcome to Turn Road Talk, brought to you by the Mid-South Pioneer and Phytogen Seed Teams of Corteva AgriScience. Thank you for listening to Turn Road Talk podcast. Uh, this is Gus Eifling. I am a district field agronomist in Mississippi and West Alabama. Um, today I have on Dr. Chris Main. He's a CDS, which is a cotton development specialist with Phytogen Cotton. Uh, thank you for being here today, Chris. Thank you, Gus. Glad to be here. Can you tell us kind of what is a few things about you and then the territory you actually cover right now? Sure thing, Gus. Um, my background is in uh, weed science from an education standpoint. Um, I had many years as a cotton agronomist uh, with the University of Tennessee prior to coming to Phytogen. Uh, and currently in my uh, cotton development specialist role, I cover uh, West Tennessee, um, the east side of Mississippi, and about the northern half of Alabama for, for Phytogen. Thank you. Well, we'll get right in this. Um, Chris, you know, with phytogen, you've you've had several years' experience within this. It's kind of new on the on the soybean side with the E three soybean. So, kind of for you, for me, and for our listeners, how about you tell us just a quick hit on on Enlist technology? Yeah, Enlist technology and the Enlist weed control system uh, bring some benefits to farmers that they haven't had um, with, with some other oxen technologies. Uh, Enlist is very friendly with some of our. Uh, crops that border up against cotton here in the Mid-South, such as soybeans and peanuts in places in Alabama and East Mississippi. Um, and so the ability to be able to spray right up row to row with those is, is very uh, beneficial for our growers. Additionally, you know, the formulation of Enlist, uh, you know, it comes with near zero volatility um, with many drift reduction agents in the formulation. So growers don't have to really worry about this product, uh, you know, moving with the wind too terribly much or getting up all target once it's applied and going um, with, with a, uh, an inversion to, to cause problems to somebody later on um, after application. Thank you for that. Um, so phytogen cotton, we, you know, I've, I've been working with it now for a, a couple of years, I guess. So it's really pretty new to me. Um, I know y'all have a really good line that's out, a lot of new hitters, heavy hitters. Uh, so if you don't mind, maybe speak on a few of the cotton varieties and kind of where you see placement-wise, what types of soil types or conditions they need to be in, and maybe even hit with like some early PGR management, what you would do at, say, uh, Pinhead Square, that type stuff. Okay. Well, Gus, you know, we've got a lot of diversity across the Mid-South in, in where we plant cotton, and so I'll, I'll try to be as specific as I can with each of these varieties for some different areas as well. Um, but as we go through our lineup, we start with um, a variety like Phytogen 332. Uh, it's an early maturing product that performs well for us in areas that have uh, reniform and root knot nematodes since it does have resistance to both of those pests. Additionally, um, with it being an early variety, um, it can go well in places where you have uh, you know, really strong ground or you have good irrigation capacity, particularly uh, when you get in the delta and you start talking about furrow irrigation. Um, 332 is well um, well placed in those areas. Additionally, in North Alabama, um, you know, it goes in a lot of the, the bottoms um, and, and, you know, kind of the, the strong creek bottom ground that they have in North Alabama, as well as some of the irrigated red hills that are strong in that part of the world. Um, 
the next variety, Phytogen 360, is just an all-around performer for us in our portfolio. Um, you know, if you needed to just pick one variety to plant across the farm and in your areas where you have a lot of hills and no-till, 360 is that performer. It's got good stress tolerance. Um, you know, it can fall off into those wetter, cooler bottoms and do well because it, it will tolerate wet feet quite uh, quite well compared to some of our other products. Um, you know, probably the only place that I don't see 360 really being a strong performer in us is, you know, in the North Delta of, of Mississippi. Uh, it just doesn't seem to perform quite as well there we've got some other good varieties um, that fit that area. Uh, another mid-maturing variety for us is Phytogen 400. Uh, Phytogen 400 has been a strong performer for the last three to four years for us in testing. Um, while we call it a mid-maturing variety, it does set fruit fast um, once it begins fruiting, um, so it can kind of sneak up on you and mature out a little bit earlier than you're planning on. Um, you know, for me, it goes really well in situations where there's a crop rotation. I don't really like it um, on farms where we're going cotton after cotton for multiple years um, and then put it in places where you really want to push it for high yields because it, it is a shorter stature cotton, so you don't have to really worry about it getting too far away from you uh, whenever you want to uh, you know, put a PGR out. A companion product to 400 um, that can go on some more stressed type ground is Phytogen 411. Um, you know, about the same maturity as 400, um, but it does have a really high yield potential. And if you remember, I talked a little bit earlier about, you know, fits in the North Delta of Mississippi. 411 is a great fit for that part of the world. Uh, it has been a very strong performer for us um, over the last two years of testing, and we're really excited to see it get out on a lot of acres. Additionally, 411 um, you know, does have uh, reniform and root knot resistance um, in that package, and so it's fitting well in North Alabama as well for, for a high yield potential cotton. Uh, Phytogen 443 is probably the last variety that I'll talk about. Um, as far as a product, if you've got stress ground, 443 is that variety for you. It is a very aggressive growing product. Um, whenever we think about it, we're going to talk about you know managing our fertility correctly so we don't over-apply nitrogen. Uh, we want to make sure that we're not over-applying water, uh, doing anything that can push that crop later uh, because it is very aggressive growing and can get tall. Um, from a PGR management perspective, it is going to be the one that requires the most judicious use of PGR, particularly early on. Uh, you know, say that that pinhead match head square. We want to go ahead and start getting some PGR out on our 443 so that we can manage its growth throughout the season. And so with that, I'll kind of go back through a couple of these other varieties with PGR um, management. Uh, by far, 400 is going to require the least amount of, of picks to keep it under control. Generally, with 400, you can about let it get to the height that you would like for it to be and then begin applying a, a good rate of picks and be able to manage it throughout the rest of the year as, as it will set bowls really quick and, and pull itself back from a growth management standpoint. Additionally, uh, 332 and 360 are very similar in their PGR management. Um, you know, starting you know, somewhere around that match head square time with about four ounces will give it just enough of a checkup. Uh, then come back, you know, right as you begin to get into bloom, and you can start with those 16 ounce applications at that standpoint to, to keep it the height that you would like. And then Phytogen 411 uh, kind of falls in between. Um, those two products in 443. It's a little more aggressive growing, but it does respond well to picks. 
Uh, so again, you know, starting at that pinhead match head time with you know four ounces um, on on some you know good ground, or if you've got really strong ground and irrigation, you may bump that up to about six ounces uh, just to keep that thing under control uh, and then be able to manage it fairly easy throughout the rest of the year. Thank you for that. So on here, and I I, I didn't mention it earlier, but I see it's it's phy332w3fe can you explain to us what w3fe means yes gus that's uh the designation for the trait package with these varieties so the w3 stands for wide strike three so that's a three gene bt product uh, that does have the vip trait for worm control um, you know excellent excellent control of, of worms going forward especially compared to the two gene bt products that we've had in the past um the uh E in W3FE is for the Enlist technology, which allows you to apply either Enlist Duo, which is um, 2,4-D choline plus glyphosate, or Enlist One, which is a standalone um, 2,4-D choline product by itself. And then finally, the F is for the Roundup Ready Flex trait, so you do have uh, tolerance to uh, glyphosate in this uh, package and the only thing that's not lifted in those letters is that um, we also have full glufosinate tolerance as well. So while it's not a letter um, in that designation, you do have tolerance to glyphosate, glufosinate, and 2,4-D with all of those varieties. Yeah, so if I wanted to, I could actually mix up um, Enlist 1 and Liberty and, and Roundup or a glyphosate product at one time. Absolutely. Yes, that, that is a very effective strategy for, you know, post-emergence weed control. You know, I think one of the things I would be remiss if I didn't mention it is that you know, we want to see everybody use a good residual program with our cotton varieties as well. Um, but definitely when you get into a situation where you've got some really difficult to control weeds, like some, some glyphosate resistant pig weeds, that combination of uh, Enlist 1 plus glufosinate is absolutely the knockout punch on, on those weeds. Thank you. Now, there's one thing, Chris, I noticed last year, and, and you have to forgive my ignorance, but I noticed when we sprayed that, that the leaves kind of drooped, but then the next day they were back up and going. Can you, can you help explain what that process is or what happened there? Absolutely. So to not get too much into to some boring physiology on the podcast, what goes on in the plant when 2,4-D is applied is that the genetics that are in there for tolerance is actually a metabolism-based uh, process. And so that plant will droop when the 2,4-D gets um, on it. Uh, because of the, the response that the plant has. And as the genetics in there begin to metabolize the 2,4-D, by the next morning, the, the leaves will be back upright and you'll never even notice anything was going on. Yeah, and that's, that's the experience I had as well. It just kind of caught me off guard and I had to place a phone call because, you know, it just kind of looked like it was wilting and the next day it looked great. So I just had a question on that. Um, well, I appreciate your time. And before we let you go... Um, you know, you gave us about the, the different cotton varieties and kind of placement and some early PGR management and just a few other uh, odd and end things. But so we are on the cusp of planting season starting. And so for our listeners out there getting ready, let's say we're going to the field the next week to 10 days, two weeks, something like that. What do we need to be prepared for? Like what's your top five, say, hit list of, of what we need to be ready for for planting season? 
Gus, I think I'll start off with something not a lot of people think about, um, but we're, we're still right at this, the front edge of wanting to plant cotton in the Mid-South. And I think the most important thing for everybody to keep in mind at this point is wait until the ground's ready. We don't want to jump out I'm in a situation like, you know, here in the next few days where we're talking about getting lows um, in the North Delta back down in the low 40s um, for, for nighttime. And we don't want to subject our cotton seed to that. I mean, particularly in a year like this where input costs are, are elevated, um, there's no need to go out and practice planting cotton the first time. Um, we've got plenty of time, you, you know, we've learned over the last four or five years that we can plant cotton up until the end of May and still make really strong yields. So my number one hit, hit list would be don't get in a hurry. Uh, number two is, you know, make sure that you are putting out the correct amount of seed. Uh, one of the things that we, we recognize with phytogens, we do have strong early season vigor and seedling germination. Um, and so if, if you're you know, used to planting some varieties that are of less quality and you're planting you know, 50, 52,000 seeds per acre, um, please go ahead and back that down with phytogen. You get it in the 44 to 48,000 range so that you don't overpopulate the field and, and cause management issues later on. Uh, finally, with your planter, probably the most important thing um, you know, with, with the high-speed planters that many of our farmers are using today is making sure that we are getting good coverage of our seed with soil, uh, good uniform depth, um, because much like you know, with corn, the more uniform emergence we can get out of our cotton, the easier it is going to be to manage the rest of the year and the more consistent yields we will see come out of it um, when we go to harvest this fall. But those are kind of kind of the quick hitters for me for, for the, you know, setting up the planters and getting out there this year. And I wish everybody um, a, a good planting season and, and best of luck during this growing season. Appreciate that. So kind of real quick, uh, say my retailer gave me a thermometer. What And you, you said wait until the ground's ready. About what temperature am I looking for and, you know, time of day period? Sure, Gus. If you if you look at the literature, um, you know what what you're going to find is it's going to tell you you want to have a consistent 65 degrees at a four inch depth at about 10 o'clock in the morning. Uh, you know, once the sun gets up and gets a good angle on the soil to warm it up. Now, what I will tell you is that nobody plants cotton four inches deep. Um, so you don't really have to, you know, follow that as a hard and fast rule. You know, be thinking about where you're placing that seed. You know, the old time. You know, cotton farmers will plant either one knuckle or two knuckles deep on their fingers. So, you know, that's generally a half inch to an inch deep, depending on, you know, your soil type and the uh, propensity your soil has to crust over. So, you know, pay attention to that that part of the, to the rooting zone because that seed, um, you know, it's most susceptible in that first 36 hours after planting when it imbibes water. And if it imbibes really cold, chilled water, like if you get a rain right after planting, um, you know, that can really zap some of the vigor out of the seed. So, you know, making sure that that top inch, inch and a half of the, of the soil is really good and warm, uh, has enough moisture in it to germinate the seed quickly is important to get the cotton off to a good start. Well, that's good to know. Well, Chris, we, Dr. Chris, we appreciate you coming today and speaking with us about cotton. Uh, really look forward to working with you and, and getting to know more of these varieties and, and where they go. Um, anything else you'd like to add? No, I think that's it. Um, you know, it's it's really important for everybody out there to remember that there's a lot of resources um, with, with Corteva and Phytogen for being able to get information about our, our varieties. Um, you know, we have 
folks like you who are district field agronomists. We have a CDS team and we have sales agronomists that, that can jump in there and answer these questions for you throughout the, the growing season. So just remember, we're never more than a phone call away. Thank you. And with that, y'all have a nice day.